and welcome back to What Is Life Dude, episode nine. Hi, guys. Hope you're doing well. How are you doing? Me? You I'm personally? Great. I'm, I'm doing well. How are you? I mean, <laughs> it feels funny to talk about it because we know. And we spent the entire day together. And we spend the entire day together every day. Well, that's not true at all. I guess that, yeah, yeah. I guess it's true that that's untrue. I'm a little sick, I think. I don't know. I had a fever last night, and I haven't had a fever today, and now I feel like I have a cold. Uh-oh. I don't know what's happening. And I feel normal. And let's hope it stays that way. Do you, do you feel extra great? No. Because of St. John's wort? Uh, possibly. Is it wort or... Wart. W-O-R-T. But it's pronounced the same as when you have like a wart Like a wart. Foot. Like a wart, yeah. A wart compared mm-hmm. to a wart. Yeah. I sound Canadian when I say wart. Yeah. I sound like Jeff Nippard. Who nobody knows oh. who that is. He's a, he's a Canadian fitness guy, but he's Canadian, so he's, he has like a little bit of an accent. And he says bar because he's from Canada. <laughs> I think all Canadians say, like that, say things like that. It's not just him, but he's the only... Uh, anyway, <laughs> all right, I'm going to try not to uh, cough during the podcast, oh. even though you told me we should record the podcast last night. Just I in did case recommend I that. A cough. I, I truly did recommend that. But I was shivering and sweating, and I didn't want to. Is that fair? Yeah. All right. So we can give a brief update about what is happening in our lives. And by that, I mean, we started a new show on Netflix. We, we start a new series every now and then mm-hmm. just because we don't, I don't know, we don't just binge watch shows like... Uh, Constantly. Constantly, yeah. But when we do find a show we like, we, we do, do binge, binge it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, our binge is like kind of a mild binge, though. Like, for us, that's like watching a for an, I don't know, like two episodes. Yeah. Well, these episodes are almost an hour. Right. So, the, the series we started is called You, starring Penn Badgley, who Penn used Badgley. to be in Gossip Girl, which I used to watch in, in college. He is the least British man. With the most British name. Right. Penn Badgley. Mm-hmm. What is it about? How do we tell the people without spoiling what it's about? Obsessive, toxic relationship where the guy is a stalker, but he's stalking her and he's in a relationship with her. Just just watch the trailer. It's, it's very... It's dark. It pulls you in, man. It's intriguing, to say the least. Mm-hmm. It's, it's classified as like... A dark comedy and also a thriller. Thriller. It's definitely a thriller. And it is funny at times. Yeah. In a very dark way. The whole thing's it's very dark. It's getting funnier. We're on it the is. second season. Yeah, and the second season kind of shifts in a way. We finished the first season in under a week, right? It's 10, 10 45 minute episodes. That's 450 minutes. Mm. How many hours is that? I don't know. 60, 120, right? 240. All right, here we go. Uh, a lot. That's, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of hours. It was worth it. We went to Fort Collins for a night in the middle of the week. It was my Christmas present to Sarah because she likes dates. I think we talked about this a little bit. We may have. But I didn't know what to get her because she's not very materialistic. So I got her a large date that spanned... Uh, a night and a morning mm-hmm. somewhere else, which is Sarah's favorite thing. Yes. But we got so much dinner that night 
that we went back to our Airbnb and we were like, uh, let's just start a new show. Yeah. We, we did, but it's funny because we did something that we don't usually do at home, which is like, let's just watch Netflix in bed. Right. Like, I feel like a lot of people do that. Oh, yeah. We never watch all TV the time. in bed. Yeah. Most people do that all the time normally. Right. So for us to go away for a night and that's what we end up doing is pretty, funny. it's pretty funny to me. I loved it. We had an ice cream sandwich. That was pretty good. I wish there was different ice cream inside of it. The cookies were great on the outside of the ice cream sandwich, but I wish there was like Ben and Jerry's on the inside. That's that good, good, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So we've been watching this show and uh, being sick, apparently. Is there anything else to update update the people on? I don't believe so. I don't think so either. Okay, so we got an email at whatislifedudeshow at gmail.com from a wait a lady yeah mm-hmm. alex alex may she told me i could shout her out well we got two things we got two things from alex i was gonna say this to the end i'll probably repeat it at the end but alex is our first ever supporter of the podcast she's giving a monthly donation through anchor um and she's the first person to ever do it for us which is so cool and makes yeah. me feel so nice and great then it makes it it makes it for some reason just in a different way validates doing the podcast. Right. Because like I know we know how many people listen to it. But, but it's nice to get direct feedback. Right. You know what I mean? And like, it's nice for someone to say, hey, I'm going to give you some of my money every month <laughs> because that's how much I like listening to what you do. Right. And I'm like, wow, I just talk into a microphone. Right? I'm not a podcaster. I'm not a comedian. I'm a musician. But you can be you are a podcaster. I guess live in the end, baby. Now we're professional podcasters because we've officially <laughs> made money. Right. Um, so thank you so much, Alex. I asked thank her you. if she could, if we could shout her out, and she uh, said yes. Then I responded, and she said, "I wasn't sure if I might actually get a response." <laughs> I hope I am the first of many monthly supporters. You know, Alex, we hope so too. But in her original email, I don't know if I showed you this, babe, but she sent a picture of her dog. Can you oh, see that? You might have to up. get up. I don't want to move my computer and like. <laughs> Mess up the whole podcast. Oh my goodness. Yes. Her dog's name is Lana, I think. Getting closer to my computer. Yes, Lana. And she's laying on her side and her tongue is hanging out of her mouth. (laughs) And it's very, very cute. Um, But so her email, she said, at some point, maybe episode three, you mentioned maybe once in a while doing advice or talking about listener topics that you felt could be relevant. Which is true. So if you guys ever want us to dedicate an episode to a specific topic or answer a question or you want our advice on something, feel free to email us or DM one of us. Yeah, that's great because it just, um, yeah, it gives a clear directive of what the podcast is going to be and it's, it's great. So she continued and said, one interesting, one interesting topic that I'm sure you've been dealing with a lot is getting a dog together. Do you have different parenting styles? How do you deal with different opinions about Melvin? My partner and I got a retired Greyhound together two years ago. Cute. And the hardest thing we have found is that I tend to over-worry and overreact, and he's never worried. It's a hard balance and a different kind of communication because together, you're responsible for the life of this doggo. From what Sarah says, I think we may have very similar ways of approaching the world. So I wonder if you may have run into similar, similar situations. Have we ever? have we ever Eric and I had been Eric was at work on the day that we received this email and we had kind of been uh, texting back and forth 
about uh, some Melvin things. And then um, we received this email and it was very fitting. It was amazing cosmic timing. I don't know if Alex is a real person. She might be... God? Yes. (laughs) God. Alex, if you're truly a God, then... (laughs) I, I don't know. I was going to say, like, make two donations a month or something because <laughs> you're God and you can do whatever you want. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so, when we, we okay, so we have we have had, I don't want to say issues with Melvin, but they're issues. No, no. Melvin. So, it's not issues with Melvin issues so with much as us. anytime you add a, every time you make a bit, introduce a big change to a relationship, things are going to come to the surface. They were already there, but, you know. When you add a stressor into a relationship, it tests you. So, oh, there's so much to say on this. Should we start from the top? First off, let's just briefly, each of us talk about our experience with pets in the past. Because I grew up with cats. And then shortly before I moved away to college, my family got a dog. But it was really my sister's dog. She picked the dog from the, the rescue. I didn't have any responsibility for it whatsoever so i was like oh we have a cute dog but she was never very affectionate she had been abused so she was very kind of um she was traumatized is traumatized she's still alive and with my mom and sister forever traumatized doesn't like other dogs doesn't like most humans very attached to my dad when he was alive but um so yeah i love cats I had a cat growing up named Fishbone, love of my life. No one will ever top Fishbone. Excuse me? I mean, not even you. Um, Fuck! (laughs) Oh, just such a cuddler. And I love, oh, so I love cats. I love other people's dogs. Like every time I'm at a party or at a friend's house, I'm the one who's like ignoring the humans playing with the dog. But I'd never had a dog. But I did kind of want a dog. But I mostly wanted a cat. (laughs) (laughs) And you still do. I do. I, I will get a cat soon. Uh, my first pet was my parents got a cat when they were dating in <laughs> oh my god in the eighties the late the late late eighties yeah and probably like eighty seven or eighty eight because this cat lived a long ass time his name was Jarvis Redwine Jarvis Redwine Ames I guess <laughs> um, yeah so then he was our cat until I was like I don't know probably five or six the cat lived 20 years mm-hmm. and he was a good boy as far as i can remember and he's very cute and then i didn't have a pet after he died until my step family moved in when i was in middle school and they brought along their big german shepherd collie buddy which is sorry claudia my stepmom the least original name for a dog <laughs> and also sorry to our friend daphne who has a dog named buddy <laughs> um but he was like this big, he was very fluffy and very nice and very calm, but he was very large and I had never had a dog and I was terrified of him. And then he became my best friend mm-hmm. and he died when I was in college. And then my parents got their current dog, Charlie, but I was in college when they got her and then I moved out. So like she was never really my dog, you know? Who's your parents' dog? Yeah, and I never trained her or anything. or right. I had no responsibility. Mm-hmm. But that's my experience. Right. And then along came Melvin. Along came Melvin. 
So in our previous place we were living, um, it was on our lease that we could not get a pet. And we were kind of thinking about it. Our upstairs neighbors had a cute little dog. And um, I wonder if that'll be on the recording. Probably. Interesting. And then we moved into this place. And when we moved here, um, it was also in our lease that we could not have any pets, even though this is a big house in the suburbs and there's a gigantic backyard. So it's the perfect house for a dog. Yeah. Um, and then when it came time for us to renew after the one-year mark, we asked our landlords if they would consider budging on that. And initially, we were going to get a cat because, I mean, cats are, I don't want to say any pet is low maintenance necessarily, but cats are less, they, they require less than dogs do, right? Oh, yeah. You don't have to let cats out. You don't have to walk them. Cats usually, the ones that I've had, they need a lot of solitude, but when they want attention, they want to cuddle, they let you know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I wanted a cat. <laughs> and they were like, uh, our landlords were against that for carpet saving reasons. Although I've never had a cat that's destroyed a carpet. But um, Furniture. Right. So then they were like, okay, no cats, but we'll let you get a dog under 50 pounds. <laughs> hmm. So we were like, okay. And we were planning to wait for a couple months. Well, let's let's tell them why we were planning to wait and why we didn't. We were planning to wait because we had a trip planned in October. October. So we, yeah, we were going to wait. I, I honestly, I wanted to wait till like now, till after the new year, because Eric has this busy season at work every year and gets really stressed and all of that during, yes. the, during the holidays fourth quarter so i was like we should just wait you know maybe we want to go on you know weekend trips away yeah during the holidays and we didn't wait because the first time we went to a shelter just to quote just to just look, to look unquote, unquote we found melvis, melvis mcbasketball <laughs> well it's so funny because eric has um, I mean, both of us are quite upset. I think everyone has the potential to be quite an obsessive personality. But when Eric gets an idea in his head, he will research it mercilessly until it's out of his system. That's yep. why That's why it's hard for me. I can't like shop for Eric because he'll go from not needing anything to all of a sudden he'll decide he needs something. Then he'll do excessive research and then he'll buy it like all within the span of a day. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know, just anything he wants, he just gets immediately. Like that? He says, he's pointing at his guitar. <laughs> he had not mentioned getting a new guitar. All of a sudden, I don't know, it pops into his mind. Oh, I need a new guitar. I went to a show. I went to see Andrew McMahon. Oh, yeah. And uh, the one of the opening bands, they were all playing the Fender Jaguar, which I've always loved. And yeah. I was like, I need that. Yeah. And Sarah was like, Why? And I was like, I don't know, I need it. And she was like, okay, if it's going to enhance your musical ability and inspire you, then you should get it. And, and it I did. And I was like, all right. Many dollars later. Yeah. Many dollars that I didn't have And later. one hour later. <laughs> no, no, seriously, it was like a day. Yeah. Right? Yes. And like, and I wouldn't spend like $1,000 on anything mm-hmm. other than something that important to me. Was that $1,000? It was used. It would have been a thousand dollars. Oh, okay. It was like, I'm like, you spent a thousand dollars. I think it was like eight hundred because it okay. was because it was yeah. Right. Um, I think it came in like the box though. Yeah, it was like I not even that. opened. I sent you a picture of that. People buy used stuff. Yeah. Not like I don't know bidets, 
but like juice per dice. They just get this kind of day, all right? <laughs> That's that was a throwback. It's a reference to a <laughs> podcast episode from the first time we did the podcast that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> but yeah, buy used stuff. It's great. It's fantastic. Right. Well, I brought this up because I, on the top, when we decided like, okay, we have the go-ahead to find a pet, Eric immediately dives into researching like adoption websites. And breeds. Emailing people, like filling out all these applications, et cetera. <laughs> Um, so he's like in the middle of, uh, email, email threads with a bunch of people planning some, some house visits, etc. And then, um, we're babysitting one weekend. We're babysitting our friends, French bulldog, Zeke. Zeke, who you've heard about. Right. (laughs) Everyone knows Zeke. He's a, he's a motif. I wonder, (laughs) I wonder if Aaron and Kristen know. That he's a star? Yeah. (laughs) Also, well, while I'll let you keep going. Are you going to shout his Instagram out? Yes, I am. <laughs> Go follow Zeke on Instagram at Zeke, Z-E-K-E, Edgewood, E-D-G-E-W-O-O-D, Zeke Edgewood. Isn't there like a period in there though? Oh my God, is there? I think there might be. Okay, you keep talking. I'll uh, Right, so I'll we were, out. this weekend we were babysitting Zeke. And we're like, oh, there's a, oh, actually what happened is someone oh who follows me on Instagram, right. I think- I don't know if this person listens to our podcast also. Hopefully. If you are listening, uh, thank you. Or uh, maybe not thank you. As uh, we get, we later get into the trials and tribulations of Raising Melvin. Hashtag Raising Melvin. Um, raising Melvin. She had DM'd me because I mentioned uh, we could get a, a dog. So she had DM'd yep. me, oh, I got my dog from, or a friend got, got her dog from Lifeline Puppy Rescue in Colorado. And uh, we looked it up, and they happened to be having an adoption event that weekend. They have one every Saturday, right? I think every Saturday and Sunday, yeah. Right. So we were like, oh, let's just go. Let's just look casually and like, we'll bring see Zeke. kind of like what, what it's like, because neither of us had done that before. So right here was where a narrator would say, and that was their first mistake. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So another thing about Eric <laughs> is- I love this episode. It's all about <laughs> me, baby. <laughs> Is he just, he's stubborn. Would you, would you describe yourself as stubborn? You are. Absolutely. Yeah. So. All the men I know in my family are. mm -hmm. And by that, I mean me, my dad, and my grandfather. We're all stubborn stubborn? as shit. Your dad, from from what I know of him, seems to be the most malleable, flexible person I know. Yeah. (laughs) He's definitely the least, but grandpa is definitely the most stubborn. Okay. Can you see that at least? No, it hasn't come out yet. We have to have them on the podcast. Okay. We'll bring it to them. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, I okay. agree. So Eric's stubborn, and I I just know he wanted a healer. Why did he want a healer? He's worked at this, uh, he moved to Colorado several years ago. So he's worked at the same company since since he moved here. And his boss, shortly after he started working there, adopted a healer puppy. Otto. Otto. Otto's irresistible dance. Oh my god! <laughs> um, and so Eric is like Otto's uncle. He, because where Eric works, they allow you to bring your dog. It's a big warehouse, lots of puppies there. Every time I visit, very cute, very charming. And our warehouse is separate from our office, and we have way less employees, so it's kind of like a whole. It's like a smaller little family, right? And we're all friends. Yeah. 
So Eric is basically overseeing the entire uh, puppyhood and um, adulthood. Adulthood now. of this dog Otto, who's a healer, who's very well behaved, and well disciplined, or mm-hmm. was at the time, <laughs> at, at the time that we adopted Melvin. Yeah. So Eric definitely had it in his mind that he wanted a healer. Well, because they're smart and they're cute. Yeah. It's perfect. So we go to, we roll up to Lifeline Puppy Rescue and um, we immediately see this one little baby healer. I think the lady said it was half healer, half corgi, but it was hard to know. It was about four weeks old, I believe. Very cute. We were cuddling. I was perfectly prepared to adopt that dog. Were you? Were you really? Yes, I thought you were too. That little tiny one who was barking? Yeah. And biting us? Oh, he wasn't wasn't barking barking. yet. So, super affectionate, adorable. I mean, just think about it. A a corgi. Corgis are like my favorite dog. I know. (laughs) Um, So, uh, I'm like perfectly prepared to adopt this dog. And Eric's like, oh, should we just go look at other ones just to see what's there? I was under the impression that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we were just doing that to like be fair. Do you know what I mean? Be fair to all the dogs. But really, we're going to bring home the sweet little nugget of joy. So then we're like walking around. Wait, which around. one's the sweet little nugget of joy? Little baby. Not Melvin. Yes. Right. Hashtag not Melvin. Um, <laughs> stop hashtagging everything. Hashtag stop hashtagging. <laughs> um, so there's, they're all like split up into these separate, I don't want to say cages. Yeah, they are. They're ken- You could sure. say kennel. Yeah. But they're like little fenced This is an outdoor shelter. So in one of the little kennels, there's a litter. They're all from the same litter, right? Mm -hmm. Of healer puppies that were all like white and red. And I think there was one that was black. Yeah, I think there was. Yeah. And Eric just kind of like... Uh, well, also, we have Zeke with us, and Zeke's freaking out. So Eric's like, do you want to just stay back a little bit, and I'll go pick one just to, like, hang out with for a little bit? And you were like, how are you going to pick one? And I'm like... Did I ask you that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how are you going to choose? And I'm like, I don't know. I'll pick the one that I think is the cutest. <laughs> but it, was, it wasn't it was just that. All the dogs were jumping on the fence and barking, mm-hmm. except for Melvin. Right. Melvin was, like, laying down, standing up, and, like, looking and sniffing inquisitively. Well, it's very was, telling, isn't it? He was not barking. <laughs> and that's why I picked him because he okay. was cute and he was quiet. So they had these little enclosures where you could take a one dog off and see how it acts because dogs act differently when they're in packs and when they're alone. And um, so they brought Melvin over to us and Zeke in this little enclosure. And he walked over and plopped down on me. He dove headfirst into Sarah's crotch. While and she was sitting on the <laughs> ground and just collapsed there. And which the time, he still does. Uh, sometimes. Like when we get home, mm-hmm. he always nuzzles in the crotch. And he like, is a crotch a crotch diver. Well, he like puts, if you sit down on the floor, when, like right when you get home, he'll put his head on your crotch and then like he'll take his two front paws off the ground to put like all of his weight like on you. Oh. Yes, correct. Yeah. At the time he was roughly 25 pounds, although the lady told us he was 15 pounds. Do you remember when she said that? I was like, how much do you think he weighs? I'm like, She was no like, way. I don't know, 15 pounds? And yeah. he was 27. <laughs> like, all right. So Eric immediately falls in love with this dog. And then we adopt him. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of it. <gasps> yeah. But, and, and that, that was kind of the, the problem, if you will, is that I was like, uh, I, mm, I don't know. I just, 
I bulldozed the situation. Eric was hell bent on getting a dog. Right. So then we went uh, and bought uh, like four hundred dollars worth of dog supplies and treats and and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we went home. Yeah. And then that, how was that first week? We thought we were going to bring him back because huh? it, we thought we were going to bring him back. I don't think I ever actually considered that. I did. And you were the one that was... Eric was not sleeping. Eric was having diarrhea. Oh, my God. (laughs) Stress diarrhea. I didn't think you were going to say that. Well, I asked you before we went into this. I was like, babe, how far far in can we go? I didn't agree to diarrhea. Uh, Oh, sorry. I didn't agree at a diarrhea. But, I mean, I think it's important to share because that's just like... It just shows how extreme Eric's level of stress was. Mm -hmm. Well, because I couldn't take him to work yet because he wasn't vaccinated and Mm -hmm. he wasn't behaved he was 12 weeks old but he was was a tiny little bitch Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and so sarah had to watch him and sarah had work to do at home and i've never interacted with puppies at all right it's like it's like when someone asks you to hold their kid and you've never held a kid before (laughs) right and you like palm their head like a basketball and you like hold them at arm's length and dangle them (laughs) you're like i don't know what this slimy little mess is and it was that was the dog equivalent of that for sarah (laughs) So she has to deal with this and not get work done and I'm not sleeping and I'm diarrheaing at work because I'm stressed <laughs> about Sarah and our relationship because I'm like, well, now we're going to break up because she hates me because I made us get this fucking dog who's chew- every time you look away, he's chewing on something else. That was really the thing about him. He didn't poop in the house. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> he He's only pooped in the house once, but it wasn't and when it, we were... <laughs> and it was three days ago. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, he was having a rough stomach stomach time that day, and we went to the gym, we came back, and he had diarrhea in the basement, much like his father. <laughs> and we do think it, I personally think it was stress. Yeah. Eric thinks he got into something. I'm like, what could he have gotten into? Well, that was when we were in Fort Collins last week, or earlier this week, so he was... Um, Being babysat? Yeah, he was at someone else's house. and He was at Zeke's house. He was at Zeke's house, yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think so he was stressed because he was stressed, exhibiting yeah. other social anxiety, not social, uh, separation anxiety. Yeah. So the one time he pooped in the house was four days ago and he was <laughs> eight months old. So that's, that's, I call that a win. I call it a win. Except for yeah. when I had to clean up the diarrhea. Yeah. It smelled, uh, <laughs> it smelled like poopus. It smelled like a poopus. So, yeah, Melvin's thing was chewing, like eating everything. Like literally eating everything. Very, it's very common puppy behavior. It's exhausting for me to think of. It's bullshit, honestly. <laughs> Should have given him away and then got him back when he was a little older. That would not have happened. No. Also, you don't really feel that way. No, Eric's obsessed with Melvin. Well, okay, I'm, so... I'm sometimes obsessed with Melvin. I am obsessed with him. He's a very good boy. Melvin, come here! He's is definitely not I don't coming. know. What, he, what do you think he's doing upstairs? He's on the chair. Is he? Mm-hmm. Very cute. So... That first week of initial stress and diarrhea, we were we were thinking about how Melvin could potentially ruin our lives, right? And our relationship. Right. Well, okay. First off, it's normal for people to get stressed out. Like, taking care of a puppy is a big deal. Yes? Yes. But just think about who we are. I'm like... <laughs> such an anxious depressed person and eric is an anxious person who feeds off of my anxiety (laughs) like if i eric just mag is is a magnifying glass for my emotions it's not like um 
It's a terrible. So we've talked about this. It's a terrible quality for a partner we, to have. <laughs> we've talked about this. If Eric gets stressed, actually, if anyone I know and care about gets stressed, something in me just goes like, bam, like, I'm not stressed anymore. I like swoop in. I'm like here with the pep talks. I'm like, everything's going to be okay. That's not how Eric is. <laughs> what do I do, honey? You're like, you're right. Our lives are going to end. Everything is garbage <laughs> and everything is over and we should just kill ourselves together. Oh. Too far? Suicide pact. Ooh, let's do it. Oh, uh, no. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that was happening. And I have this, uh, well, have I talked about this on the podcast? My borderline personality diagnosis that I got in college. I don't and think you have. All right. Yeah, I, I used to have that. <laughs> it's, um, I mean, it's a lot. It's a personality disorder. It's um, mostly characterized by like very unstable sense of self and very turbulent relationships where you go back and forth between completely like idolizing someone and then like loathing them. Uh, super unstable. Um, so I don't meet that diagnosis anymore because I've done a lot of therapy and a lot of meds. And, um, but there's still like parts of my brain that very much act like that. It's still in there to yeah, a degree. Yeah, it affects me a lot actually, <laughs> uh, but Eric knows about it. Um, well, now I do since you told me live on air just yeah. now. <laughs> uh, so that was what was happening with me and the dog and with me and Eric, because like what happens is something stressful will happen to me and my way, my natural way of coping with things is to want to run away rather than like try to find a solution. I do eventually get there because I'm aware of what my brain does, but it's not my, it's not the first thing that comes to mind. So every little thing that Melvin does is triggering me. Also, I know some people are going to be hearing this and be like, well, what were you expecting? It's a dog. And I'm like, yes, I know. I take full responsibility for that, but that doesn't change your experience, right? I take most responsibility for that. Since I was like, we don't have to wait. Someone could watch him <laughs> next month when we go away for a week. Oh, yeah. Let's get a dog. Right. And we'll get into that in a second. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I'm trying to think of there. There were so many like conversations we had like over text, like you're at work and I'm like freaking out because I can't get anything done. Yeah. I was I was trying not to. We did crate train him. I was trying not to. I didn't want to just throw him in the crate all day while I was working home, yeah like why have him in the crate if you're home we had we went through like three or four baby gates you know to try to contain him in the kitchen and he kept knocking them down so i had to have him leashed to me pretty much the entire time the problem with melvin is that he is a big dog yeah sorry bob and sue if you're listening but he They're weighs not. <laughs> he, he weighs 60 pounds now and he's eight months old so he'll probably be like 75 pounds when he's fully grown so when you have a thir 12 or 13 month old puppy that weighs 30 pounds, it's like, you know, a medium sized dog will weigh like 15 pounds at that age. Right. And they're a lot easier to deal with. They, they can't knock over the gate. They, can't, they don't pee a lot. Right. You know, it's like everything's just magnified by how big he was. Mm -hmm. So if he wanted to go through the gate, he'd knock it the fuck over because he could. Yeah. And he, he, can, he could put his paws up on the counter and grab shit, you know, yeah. like that's the peril of having a very, very big young puppy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we had planned this trip in October to visit my family, which is notable because 
Eric hadn't met any of my family except for my sister and my aunt. So first time meeting my mom. Uh, so we'd planned a week away in San Diego before we got Melvin. So then when we got Melvin, we were like, okay, well, Eric arranged for him to stay with Otto's Otto. family. Otto being this um, this fantasy dog. <laughs> That Eric basically wanted Melvin to turn into. But now that he hasn't <laughs> turned into him, I'm kind of happy. Right. Because I've noticed how, like, Otto's very alert, which I liked. But now I realize it's because he's, like, kind of anxious. And, like, <laughs> if if you show him food, he'll, like, start doing every trick he knows. Right. Which is great because he's smart, but it's also kind of, like, chill out. Whereas Melvin's more blasé. <laughs> before, we like, talk about, before we talk about leaving him at Otto's house... Earlier in the episode, when, when you said Otto, you said Otto's irresistible <laughs> dance. Can I just can I just tangent on that for one second? Go for it. Sarah was referencing. So I think we mentioned we started. We had our first uh, gameplay session of Dungeons and Dragons with our friends last week. I think we said we were going to do it, but there's this spell in my spell card pack called Otto's irresistible dance. Basically, if you cast it on someone, they um, they have to dance. They have to dance for like a few rounds of combat and they can't do anything <laughs> until either it ends or you end it for them. But it's you just... You know, in like a cosmic sense? Yes. Either kill them, <laughs> end it, or end the spell. Right. So they will literally just dance and they can't do anything. And it's the stupidest spell and it's also hilarious. And it's Otto, which is funny because he's the dog. So that's Otto's ir- irresistible dance right. for all you D&Ders out there. Okay, so we left him with Otto. And now by this time he had been pretty good. He was Eric had been bringing him to work. He was not peeing inside ever at work or at home. And every dog pees in the warehouse because except for Melvin at the time. Right. Well, Melvin did it a few times the first time I brought him, but he hadn't been. Yeah, never for again. Weeks yeah. After by the time we were leaving San yep. Diego. But um yeah. Definitely anxiety, maybe a little acting out. I don't know. It's hard to tell. He starts peeing in the warehouse under Amber's supervision like Constantly. six times a day. Yeah, for a week. Wait, like six six times an hour. Six, <laughs> six times a minute. Right. And then he did the same thing when on we went to Fort Collins last week. For one day. Yeah. So within half an hour of us leaving him at the warehouse, where by this time he hasn't peed for months. 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 Within since, half an hour. Since right when we got back from San Diego yeah. in late October. Yeah. The first day he peed one time we got back and then he was like, oh yeah, I don't do this. Mm-hmm. And that's been October, November, December. It's been three months since he peed in the warehouse. Yeah. But within 30 minutes of us leaving, we get a phone call. Uh, Melvin's peed inside three times. What do I do? And we're like, how do we know? How does he know that we... How? How does he know? Right. It makes no <laughs> it makes no sense. Separation anxiety. I've left for more than a half an hour at work and yeah. left them with my coworkers. He knew we left left, left, left. somehow. Maybe because you were he there. He speaks English. I think he does. I think he speaks Madeline! English. Madeline! <laughs> <laughs> trying to get him to come downstairs. He's having diarrhea on our bed probably. <laughs> but he's peeing up there just to spite us because he knows what we're talking about. Right. And so that happens and we're like, great, we can't leave him with anyone ever because... He knows that we're leaving, and he and he intentionally, acts out. He intentionally regresses. Yeah, which is insanity. <laughs> and I, I'd I'd like to think we're giving him too much credit by saying he's that smart, but I think he might be. He's like, very smart. 
He knows too much. He knows. Listen, people. <laughs> he he hasn't been chewing on anything. The last no. thing that he really destroyed was one of my shoes. And um, so upsetting. Anyway, <laughs> it was a very expensive clog. <laughs> um. Uh, what was I saying? Sometimes he'll like be trying to chew on something. Oh, yeah. And then I'll go like, hey, Melvin, leave it. And uh, he'll like open his mouth. To relieve the the, the tent, the pressure of and him chewing on it. And then he'll yawn so that he's like, I wasn't going to chew on this. I was just in the middle of a yawn. You idiot, <laughs> mom. I can't even explain it. It's He knows that he's not supposed to do it. And when we look at him, he just pretends he was yawning. Or other times, if he's too, if he's like nibbling on something, Melvin, he'll do the same thing where he like like releases <laughs> he, he'll like release his teeth from it, but his mouth is open and it's hovering in his mouth hovering, it. and he'll just he won't look, but he'll like side eye all the way to where we are, like oh oh you're, oh you're talking to me oh I didn't no no I wasn't chewing no no, no, no I wasn't chewing on it I know like I know I, I know it looks like I was chewing on it but. No, 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 you don't even gotta look at me. I'm not even gonna turn to you because that's not that important. I wasn't doing it. I wasn't doing anything. It is so funny because we're like, I know you're a smart dog, but we're smart humans. We know what you're doing. We know. We saw you. He's annoyingly smart sometimes. Yeah. Because and and like another thing that makes me understand that his level of intelligence is that he doesn't he doesn't do things sometimes. Not because he doesn't know how to do it. Because he's saying, fuck you, dad. Yeah, because he's like, <laughs> I know there's no treat in your hand, so I'm mm-hmm. not going to go down. Like, I don't want just like a, a, a good boy. So he's like, eh, I'm not going to do it. But if you have a treat and you say down, he'll, like, he'll do it. Mm. So it's like, I think you're fucking with us. <laughs> <laughs> right? He definitely is. Yeah. Most annoying. definitely. It's annoying and cute. <laughs> So, he pees all over the warehouse. We come back. Next day, I take him into work. Totally fine again. Goes and sits by the door, which is far away. And someone's like, oh, hey, Eric, Melvin's by the door. Great, take him out. Goes to the bathroom. Everything's normal again. The day after. But what, what actually happened for us to be texting the other morning when I was like, we should just give him away to a friend? Um, I don't remember. I think it was just... Like I said at the beginning, like th- there are f- things. Okay, some t- here's the thing about things that trigger you. The issue's already there. Me right? or everyone? Everyone. Okay. The issue's already there, and then someone pushes on it. It's like you push on a wound, <sighs> but if there's no wound, like on your, if there's no bruise on your arm, and you push on it, it doesn't hurt. But if there's a bruise there, it's gonna hurt. But you're not gonna blame the person who's pushing on it for creating the bruise do you know what i mean right so okay just when i say when i when we say all these things we're not blaming melvin we love melvin we're going to keep melvin Mm -hmm. unless he Um, uh you know has a horrible accident whatever oh my god i'm kidding (laughs) i'm not gonna kill our dog we're vegan come on we can't even eat an animal that someone else killed uh so where was i going with that sorry i think we were just talking about how um so we had gone away for such a short time and he was acting up and we we're like, how can we even, because we have a wedding to go to in June, one of Eric's siblings is getting married and we're going to be gone for a week because it's overseas. It might be more than a week because 
they're getting married in England and we want to go see other places around there. Right. And we're like, well, who's going to want to watch our dog who pees everywhere? Right. Um, I, I do think it'll be resolved by then. And it, I agree. And it's not just that. It's the fact that like part of the reason I wanted to get Melvin and I didn't know it. Part of the reason I wanted a dog is because I've like idealized my dad and stepmom's life and they both work at home and they like, I don't know, they enjoy their jobs. They get to be with each other all the time. They have a dog. It's very, they have a very nice cozy house. It's not extravagant. It's just great. Right. Their house is just great. Yeah. Their lives are they're. I think they're really great. I think they're really happy. Mm-hmm. And I've idealized this and I'm like, well, I want that. So that's why we moved into the suburbs and then I wanted to get a dog. And Sarah's like, well, it's great. I want to do that too. But like right now is not the time, right? Neither of us have a ton of money. We can't ex- really have the exact life we want. And we, we haven't seen all the things we want to see. We want to go travel overseas and I don't know, go around and play music on tours or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're like this. And this is so, it's so obstructed by getting a dog. Right? Right. Which we've talked about and we realized that it's not, that's not really true. It's just kind of a limiting belief. I mean, every famous person has a pet mm-hmm. and they don't worry about it. They just right. find someone to take care of them. It's extremely normal. Right. But for us, it's like, well, it's already hard enough for us to get to a point where, oh, let's go to Bali for two weeks because you've been there and you want to go back and I've never been. It's already hard enough for us to do that. And now we've added this layer of having a dog. Mm-hmm. So that's what's making this whole thing bubble up. It's like, well, now our lives, we can't do what we want to do. We can't go try these new experiences and go to these new places because of this fuzzy thing. Right. And I mean, you have to be conscious enough or like self-conscious enough to know like the dog's really not the issue and you're not taking it out on the dog. No, he's a good boy. Which, yeah, yeah. So that's, I would say like getting Melvin, we've had him now since... September, right? Uh-huh. Um, has certainly, I, I, it's definitely made us stronger. I yeah. think because I mean it's just impossible not, not to either bond or completely break up, right? Yeah, right. You gotta, you gotta let it make you stronger, or bad stuff happens. It's the end of times, right? And um, the original question was kind of about like different parenting styles, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because. I don't know. I, I feel like someone might assume that I am the more stressed out, like tiger mom kind of kind of one, <laughs> but I'm actually more laid back than you. I think. Like, are you worrying about Melvin upstairs right now? No. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what he could be doing. Up Listen, there. Um, Melvin sleeps in our room with us for a while. After he was, <clears throat> he's been potty trained for so long. Um, we've just been letting him sleep like wherever he wants in the room. Yeah. And um, the house. When you left for right. Costa Rica, I just left the door open. He slept on the bed and then he right. would go into the other room and come back and it was fine. Yeah. And then after we had the poop incident, we've been like, mm, maybe we should kind of like rethink this. And also we don't want him sleeping on the bed because he's gigantic. He's huge. Um, and he really does sprawl out. He, he takes no liberties. He doesn't like Wait, to lay. Other way around. He takes all the liberties. <laughs> yeah. uh, he doesn't like to lie between us like vertically. He lies across our legs, <laughs> across the entire bed. So we've been having him sleep in his crate again, which is a big crate. But um, we've been letting him sleep on the bed while we're like reading or talking in bed or whatever. Right. And then I'm like, go to your bed. I'm trying to train him. One day I'll take away the crate mm-hmm. and he'll just go lie in his bed, yeah. which is where the, you know, the crate is now. Right. 
But um, er- Eric will hear him make the tiniest, like the tiniest, almost imperceptible noise. And he'll be like, did you hear that? Was that Melvin? Do I still do that? Did he whine? Is he okay? <laughs> He's just like freaking out all yeah. night. And I'm like, you can't, you're not really supposed to pay attention to a dog when they whine because then they know that they can get. I'm so touchy with my sleep though. He really is. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating. Yeah. But he's been good. Right. So, I'm the much more laid back parent, I would say. I would agree. Yeah. You're also the one cooking him his proprietary blend. Pro- How do you say that word? Proprietary? Pro- there are two R's. Proprietary? Yes. Proprietary. No, three. Well, you know what I mean. Proprietary. Yeah. So, like, rice and lentils and veggies and stuff. Yes, and apples and flaxseed oil. Flaxseed oil. Flax. Right, I'm trying to think of what other um, conflicts there might be like mm-hmm. on this topic in raising pets. Well, I think we should do another episode down the road yeah. about how we raised Melvin. You know, right. like not because this, this is about our story with him and how it's been complicated in a way. Mm-hmm. But I think we should do another episode where we talk about like why he's a good boy now. Oh, he it, and like here's the thing. That's why I say it has so much less to do with the pet than, than sorry, yeah, than than with your issues because Melvin's a really good dog. And any any time we like kind of had a challenging moment with him, we would ask like Eric's dad who who has their pet and or someone else, other dog owners, because Eric works with a lot of them. They're like, oh, he's a good boy. Like, what are you talking we didn't, about? We he's didn't good. get to this. Yeah, like. Ours was doing that till they were like many months old. Yeah. Um, so Melvin's very smart. He's learned very quickly. The only issue we have now is like he digs and kind of destroys, destroys things outside. He doesn't know that the same rules apply outside. Yeah. So we'll work on that when it's not freezing cold out. Um, but I think it, so he's, he's a really good dog. And I think if we both had more experience, like if we get another dog in the future sometime, which we would like to, because I, I do think... I mean, animals, uh, dogs are pack animals. It's healthier for them to have a companion, a same species companion. So especially after Eric is not working at his warehouse anymore and he doesn't have like this built-in little puppy family. Right. It would make sense for us to get him a companion to tire him out because Melvin also has very high like activity needs. And I know people, people listening, if you guys follow us on Instagram, which I'm assuming you do, Right. They're like, everyone always says to both of us, does that dog do anything else other than sleep? And I'm like, not at home. You have no idea. <laughs> like, yeah, he he ran two miles with me this morning and he has still we has energy. We took him on a hike. Took him he on was, a, well, he was He was pooped. pulling. He was pooped after the hike though. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like w- we had a week stretch around Christmas where we watched the lab, Mabel, and then it crossed over with us watching Zeke, and then Mabel went home, and we watched Zeke for a few more days, and we had eight days straight of having another dog or two in the house. And it was the easy. It was so easy. No, because none of them had excess energy. They all just played and then slept and, and then played a little so and slept. Happy. And we were like, I know we say like, should we give Melvin away when we're stressed? I've never once said that. I know Eric does. <laughs> yeah, um, which is funny because I love him so much more than you know? me. Yeah. Do you think that's true? I don't know. You always say you don't love him that much. I don't. I say he's not like, he's not fishbone. Right. Obviously. He's I can't not, expect him to be. He's not a cuddler. Right. And it's like children too. You get, they say you get the, the child that you need, not the child you want. Right. They, I guess you're going to get whatever 
you need to learn what you need to learn, right? I mean, and I needed, I wanted a dog like Otto mm-hmm. that you don't need that much that much patience with Otto. Right. Because like I said, if you have food and you ask him to sit, he'll like he'll, ass on he'll the ground what immediately. You want. Right. Right. But Melvin doesn't do that. So it's teaching me a lot of patience mm-hmm. dealing with this dog that's not as like, I'll do whatever you want. Right. And I'm like, aren't you supposed to? You're my dog. Right. Right. So it's teaching me that. And I don't care that he doesn't cuddle. Right. I, ca- I like that he hikes with me like, mm-hmm. and runs with me. That's great. So that's what I wanted. Yeah. Well, I wanted a cuddly animal. But I think like what this experience has really highlighted is you don't get a pet for you, like just for you. And I think that's kind of how I was approaching it. I was like, this is going to be like animals, emotional support. Like everyone says, like me having dealt with depression for my entire life. And sometimes I don't want to get out of bed or there have been periods where I can't get out of bed. And it's like everyone says, oh, having this pet, having this thing that relies on me to live makes me want to live. Mm. And so, I mean, yeah, that's a good reason. But you also have to consider what you're doing for the animal. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why I would never actually consider. I mean, yeah. You never know what circumstances could possibly come up. Right. But for all intents I and haven't, purposes. I haven't considered giving him back or anything. Because yeah. there was like a period of time, I think the shelter said, you can bring him back within a week. Yeah. Or They actually said you can get a refund within a week, but. You could bring him, you're supposed to bring them back whenever. Yeah. But if it's later on, we'll still take him. Yeah. But you know. We won't pay you back. Anyway, right. so I never really considered giving back because I'm like, well, we have this. We're responsible for him now. He's our dog. And I just, I don't know. Melvin's just this other, like this innocent bystander in this like war with my own brain that I have all the time. But it's, it's, it makes it a little easier because when you're like in a relationship with a human where your brain is like, do I stay? Do I go? Do I want to be here? Do I not? It's so much easier to like put blame on a human. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But Melvin's just Melvin. He's he just a dog. Know what he's doing? Yeah, he's just a dog. Like he's as doing his best. Yeah. Right. Like it's just easy to be mad. But dogs chew things. <laughs> they they poop, really do. They, we. It's like a miracle that we can c- communicate with them <laughs> and teach them things. Right. You know. Yeah. Also, with that being said, when we watched Zeke last time, we taught him shake. Yeah. Because he didn't know how to do it, and we thought it would be cute for his parents. Mm-hmm. And it was, and now he does it. Now he's really good at it. Right. And he has tiny little arms because he's a Frenchie, and it's just so cute. Like, Melvin right. swings his long-ass giraffe arms around, like, and when you ask for, for a, a shake. Mm-hmm. And Zeke's just like, with his little tiny foot. That's the cutest thing. Right positivity box yeah i was trying i was really trying to bring it there because i felt like the first half or the first bit uh it seemed that we were still in a place where we like hate him no we but love him we, we do we, we love do. Him to I death. Mean, we always loved him right. but just the way that i am it's like um i don't know how am i <laughs> explain it explain what i way? really am just like oh my god i love you so much and then i'm like oh my god i uh, i don't love you <laughs> yeah, I think that's you did, just how I am. I think you did a good job, good job explaining it before. Yeah, but I didn't want to seem like a crazy person. I didn't want to seem like mean. Do you know? No, what I, mean? you're I just want to explain like genuinely how we were processing yeah. the challenge of integrating a new f- fuzzy family member. 
fuzzy family member. Who eats everything. Not anymore. No longer. Nope. So we were eating a late lunch before we recorded the podcast. And Sarah mentioned how sometimes just depending on how the the podcast episode goes, we'll end on like a negative thing just because of what we're talking about (laughs) or just whatever. It just happens. Sometimes it's positive. Sometimes it's negative at the end. And Sarah is a, she's a big, uh, what's the, not a big fan. What? There's a word with the P. It's a big word. Proponent? Proponent. Yes. Proponent. She's a big proponent of like not letting the last thing you say before bed be negative, which is great. And now I'm on board, obviously. Mm -hmm. There's literally no downside. (laughs) Um, So we try to say something like if, if we're talking about something that's kind of negative before bed, we'll be like, okay. Before we actually go to sleep, like, let's say, let's just bring it back to happy mm-hmm. before we go to bed. So, we want to do the same thing on the podcast. So, when we wrap it up, before I give my spiel and promote ourselves, <laughs> we're going to have a little segment called the Positivity Box. Because, isn't episode four named Negativity Box? Yes. Yeah. So, it's the opposite of that, where we just put we just put a little happiness and a little uh, positive spin at the end here. Right. And it could be anything. So, like, my Positivity Box for this episode... It's just going to be, I'm excited to, it's Sunday night. This episode's coming out tomorrow morning. We're going to go upstairs and shower and make sushi and do yoga and then do a little editing work. And I'm just excited to kind of, I don't feel great. And I'm kind of excited to just chill, chill, but also be productive. We've and I'm been gonna, so productive. We have. And I'm going to help you edit one mm-hmm. of your new videos, which I like doing because I like helping you out. And it just feels good. And I'm excited to do all those things. And I love rolling sushi with you. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's like the most positively bonding dinner experience <laughs> you can have as a couple. Like spring rolls and sushi. You're just standing there building rolls. Yeah, you're just like. Listening to music. You're with each other and you're like, oh, what do you want to put in here? Like, oh, how, oh I cut one up. How does this taste? And because well, you, because it's not just like you throw everything in a pot and you wait for it to cook. It's like a, right. it's a process the entire way through. Mm-hmm. Well, I just have this memory of after I moved here. Uh, we made sushi in the old place and we were listening to the Rent soundtrack. Really? Yeah, it was like so soon after we moved in together and I was just like, oh, this is really nice. <laughs> I've never <laughs> I've never done anything like that because I'd, ne- I'd never, I'd always been the person who cooked in my relationships and the other person's just not there at all. <laughs> and then I would clean too. Um, so I was just like, do you, you know, you have those moments where you're like, oh, this is a thing that I wanted and I have it yeah. and it's real. Yeah. Which has actually been happening to me a lot lately, but it's weird because it's not, it's not, um, <laughs> I was going to say monumentous. It's monumentous. not like a momentous thing like that. It's just like a normal thing. So like, I think I told you about it like the other day too, but today I was, I went to the grocery store like in the morning when you were on your run I just needed a, a few things and I got in the car and went to the grocery store. And I was walking down the cereal aisle and I was like, I feel normal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm a person who is, has, has depression and anxiety and it's almost constantly in my mind. And so like, I'm used to like having heavy emotions, extreme emotions, but I'm not used to ever feeling normal. 
And so I'm just walking through the cereal aisle and I'm like, how did I get here? Because usually I'm depressed and it takes me so long to leave the house. But I just like, I've been getting up out of bed and taking Melvin outside in the morning. Like actually going outside. I always go outside with him and it's cold <laughs> and I hate the cold, but I've been doing it. And then I went to the grocery store and it wasn't a big thing. And I was like, what the fuck? What's happening? You just feel like a normal person. It's weird. It's amazing. It's weird. It's positivity box. Yeah. Ain't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking it's the St. John's. We mentioned the St. John's wort when we opened up, but we didn't actually actually explain it. It's a it's an herbal supplement that does what SSRIs are supposed to do. Did we talk about it in the last episode? I don't think so. SSRIs are, hold on. Selective? Selective serotonin. Reuptake. Reuptake inhibitors. Yes. AKA, uh, what's the, isn't there like a slang huh? term for like, um, Happy pills? <laughs> Anti, not, not, They're not, antidepressants. Not, not so negative, but yeah, antidepressants. Right. So, um, yeah, St. John's War is just this herbal, like, more natural thing that increases the amount of serotonin in your system. And uh, I've been taking it for like two weeks now, right? Yeah. I've been taking a very high dose Definitely doing something, yeah. And I've just been feeling very normal. Also, my dreams are like crystal clear. Yeah. Like I can recite... And they make sense. They're not weird. It's very strange. Yeah. They're not strange dreams where impossible things happen. It's just like real situations. And I don't think there's been any like real downsides. I mean, sometimes your eyes roll back in your head and you speak in tongues. But <laughs> aside from that. <laughs> if only. <laughs> if only. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good positivity box. It's, it's I got weird. One more. I got one more thing. I got I got megaphone. I got megaphone. <laughs> We've said that on the podcast. When we were recording... Ooh, Royals. Yeah. When our cover of Royals that you can find on Spotify, wherever you get your music. Sorry, I went to Radio DJ for a second. Mm-hmm. When we were recording Royals, at the end, there's like this one final line that Sarah's, Sarah's um, vocal was isolated. Me, baby, I rule. Let me and live that fantasy. Right. And so then on, it cuts on, off. On that line, she was like, oh, I want some cool effect on it. And I was like, okay, what do you want? And she's like... He's going through all of his... Uh, like presets. And, and I don't tools. have... Eric's trained in this. I'm not. So I have no vocabulary with which to explain the effect. Right. And I'm just like, oh, but, uh, what? Uh, the sound. What sound am I looking? Do you have a megaphone? And I just looked. I like turned slowly <laughs> in my chair and go, oh, I got a megaphone. <laughs> and if you listen to it, it uh, there's a megaphone sounding effect <laughs> on there. So that's where that inside joke comes from. But I do got one more thing. Sarah and I have been... We've been eating these Kroger brand. It's simple truth. <laughs> it's simple truth. It's their like organic line. Uh, they have these vegan, this vegan cookie dough now. And refrigerated. We, refrigerated. Like Nestle Toll House yeah. refrigerated. Just a dozen like already preset in balls and pop them in the oven and they're so dang good. <laughs> so every night we've been making two cookies and we've each been having one, which is great because usually you make all of them. And then and you then, eat all of then them. And you can binge eat them as much as you want. But we're having one a day, like one at night. And it's just like the perfect, like, I don't know, it just, it fills the void. It like fills, you want to have dessert (laughs) and it totally like satiates it for me. Yeah. It's perfect. I agree. Yeah. Can I give my spiel now? Go for it. All right. It's the end of the episode. So here is Eric's spiel. 
I got a new single out. It's called I'm Gonna Die. It talks, it's a, it's a vivid recollection of my time when I had cancer when I was in high school. It's deeply personal. It's very hard to sing. And sometimes... It's hard to sing? Sometimes it makes me upset. It's hard to sing emotionally? Or emotionally. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So give that a listen. I'm Gonna Die. It's everywhere. Wherever you listen to your music, it's there. Uh, Sarah and I have music out under Cute Threat, which has always been there. And we're trying to make more. We're going to make I'm more. trying to make more. We're going to make some covers for lovers for Valentine's Day. Oh, uh, yeah. And we're going to start some, some of Sarah's original music. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. I am at the Eric Games. Sarah is at the Sarah Sullivan. Um, rate and review the podcast on iTunes if you like it, because that's great and it helps more people listen to it. And you can support the podcast on Anchor. That link is in the description wherever you're listening to the podcast. You can be like our first supporter ever, Alex May, who we love. Thank <laughs> you again for supporting the podcast with a monthly donation. Um, and that's it. <clears throat> well, God, right at the end, my voice decided to fail. <laughs> we made it so close to the end of the episode. But there's one more thing I wanted to start doing at the end of the episode. It doesn't have to be a big deal. But I want the last thing we do, I want to say to you and the audience, but mostly to you. So I want to say I love you. Oh. Every episode, I want to do it. Thank you. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm going to go die. Bye. I love you. I love you.